Welcome to life on earth. 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 I've got a secret. Okay, first up, I've got to tell you this in advance. I am fully aware that I need to make the time you are spending listening to this episode of Life on Earth with Robert Naser worth it. The next 20 minutes of your time, maybe 30 minutes, your time and attention, this is valuable stuff. I am aware of this. You could be spent, you could be doing something else or nothing else. You have chosen to listen, and I do not take that for granted. So let me get right to it. Now, in coaching, in self-improvement, even in some philosophic communities, as I'm sure you know, there's something out there called the secret. So what is the secret? According to the official The Secret website, the secret is the law of attraction. Uh, okay, so, so what is the law of attraction? All right, quoting from the official website, the people who would know, under the law of attraction, the complete order of the universe is determined. This includes everything that comes into your life and everything that you experience. It does so through the magnetic power of your thoughts. <clears throat> I don't know. I was kind of with them up until that point. Through the law of attraction that like attracts like. What you think about, you bring about. How is this so? Under laboratory conditions, oh, I love that, science, science has confirmed that every thought is made up of energy and has its own unique frequency. When the energy and frequency of a single thought radiates out into the universe, it interacts with the material world. It has long been known that matter or physical objects are just packets of energy at the quantum level. As your thought radiates out, it attracts the energy and frequencies of thoughts, objects, and even people, it then magnetically draws those things back to you. It follows that your thoughts become things. It's the law of attraction. Unquote. I know you're thinking, when is he going to say unquote? No more, no more. So the secret is the law of attraction. Okay, that's stupid. There is so much woo, so much fuzzy thinking that one may rightly dismiss it. And I mean rightly. You, you should dismiss this, but not so fast. What is the real secret? Because there is a real secret. There is a real truth, a rational identification, which many people who are eager to learn, you know, the secret, air quote secret, these folks are eager to learn this thing. It's a very real secret, which many very successful people, including a few who believe in the, you know, quote unquote secret, believe that they've capitalized on and they have used this to great success. See, the real secret, the real secret is worth its weight in gold and happiness and peace of mind and dollars and cents or pounds and pence, or euros and 
whatever kind of change they use with a euro, I get baby euros. No, no, no. I guess it's cents because, you know, metric like euro. One of the greatest lessons regarding success that I have found is in examining and understanding the concept grit. Grit. I have linked to in the show notes, facebook.com slash Robert Naser. They're all the links for this show are amazing. Some of these links are better than the show itself. And I have linked to Angela Lee Duckworth, the famous author on grit. I've linked to her famous TED Talk. If you haven't seen it yet or haven't seen it in a while, it's time to watch it. I've also linked to the show that Amy Naser and I did on the concept of grit. What is grit? Grit equals passion plus perseverance. That's Angela Duckworth's definition. And I think it's a good definition. Grit is passion and perseverance. But passion, passion is an emotional state and emotions are automatic depending on our prior thinking. But, and this is crucial and arguably controversial. So think about this firsthand. Emotions are also invoked by focus, by choice. Right now, right at this moment, And this is true for everybody listening. This is true for you. There are thousands of value-laden, you know, evaluation-heavy, emotionally ripe facts, facts of reality, which you right now could choose to focus on, choose to think about. And which facts of reality, and they're all out there and they're all real, Which facts of reality you choose to focus on at any given moment, which truths you think about, what you choose to give just your attention to, will determine which emotions come to the fore, which emotions you will experience. So will you think about empowering truths like your own past successes and the inspirational successes of other people? the endless resources at your disposal, the opportunities which surround each and every one of us all day, every day? Or will you think about, say, your own insecurities or the culture war, politics? Will you think about climate change? Will you think about the last disappointment in your life? Think about what you haven't got, what you haven't done. See, sadness, anger, guilt, this success-sapping, passion-draining complacency, they're all there. They're all ready to be tapped. Just change your focus and you can bring them to the fore. And so, too, there's joy and enthusiasm and optimism and excitement and pride your best day ever, your jvadavi, your lust for life. The passion is all there, waiting for you to call on it. The deciding factor? Well, there's more than one. Everything that happens to you is a factor, but the overriding factor, the power you've got in any given moment right now, is your decision on what to focus on. The facts that support complacency or empowerment, they're all out there. The difference that makes the difference is your choice 
how you choose to think about it all and what you choose to do about it. What you choose to think and what you choose to do. This is extreme ownership. This is rational empowerment. This is consciously chosen purpose in the moment and over time. You know, in the Holy Trinity, no, not that Holy Trinity, in the Holy Trinity of reason and purpose and self-esteem, this is purpose. This is the secret. The early 20th century poet Burton Braley wrote this on success. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, work day and night for it, give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it. If only desire of it makes you quite mad enough never to tire of it, makes you hold all other things tawdry and cheap for it. If life seems all empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and you dream is about it, if gladly you'll sweat for it, fret for it, plea for it, lose all your terror of God or man for it. If you'll simply go after that thing you want with all your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, stern pertinacity, if neither cold poverty, famished and gaunt, nor sickness, nor pain of body or brain can turn you away from the thing that you want. If dogged and grim you besiege and beset it, you'll get it. Burton Braley, this is passion and perseverance. This is grit. You know, in 1987, the band, <laughs> 1987, the band Night Ranger, had a minor hit with a song, The Secret of My Success. You know, Duran Duran did a James Bond theme. So did AHA. Even Jack White with Alicia Keys got a James Bond theme. Night Ranger, on the other hand, had a theme for a mediocre 80s film, The Secret of My Success. But the lyrics were surprisingly good. So I've linked to it in the show notes. The secret of my success is I'm living 25 hours a day. It's a song about passion. It's a song about perseverance. 25 hours a day, or the Beatles song, eight days a week. I love, uh, 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 love you. And obviously metaphorical, the secret to creating more time, that finite, unforgiving thing that neither money nor wishes can buy. And this is a secret to write down, if you don't already have it in your ready arsenal, is to use the time you've got more wisely, to do as the boys in Night Ranger would have you do, to do as much in 24 hours as most people do in 25. Or see Tim Ferriss and the four-hour work week. We'll get back to Tim Ferriss in a moment. Now, the lessons of toxic, toxic positivity. Hopefully, you know what toxic positivity is. Otherwise, here's an example of how to fight it. Then you'll know what it is, too. The lessons of toxic positivity demand that I take just a moment to talk about your upbringing, your environment, your circumstances, even your body, your looks, your health, your IQ. But first, please support the Ayn Rand Center UK with memberships and with super chats. And we have a super chat from the great Jonathan Honig. 
who did a great show on the Daily Objective recently. That was awesome. I can't believe Benedict Cumberbatch is up against the uh, the uh, CRT movement and the equality and equity movement and reparations of all things from somebody like Benedict Cumberbatch. I hope he is philosophically armed enough to fight that. But Jonathan did a great show about it. And I've got to give special thanks to Jeff Bannister for both for your support here and in regard to my Sunday show, Five Minutes with Robert and Amy Nacer. Your support means the world to us. More about that show at robertnacer.com. Incidentally, sharing the correct pronunciation of my name, Nacer is not the only reason I started a podcast. But it's on the list. So, in Opar, in Objectivism, the Philosophy of Ayn Rand, Leonard Peikoff writes, and this was in regard to the benevolent universe premise, quote, Benevolence, in this context, is not a synonym for kindness. It does not mean the universe cares about man or wishes to help him. The universe has no desires. It simply is. Man must care about and adapt to it, not the other way around. If he does adapt to it, however, then the universe is benevolent in another sense, auspicious to human life. If a man does recognize and adhere to reality, then he can achieve his values in reality. He can, and other things being equal, he will. For the moral man, failures, though possible, are an exception to the rule. The rule is success. The state of consciousness to be fought for and expected is happiness. Now note that Dr. Peikoff writes, other things being equal. But other things are not always equal, and sometimes they are substantially unequal. So please don't take anything that I am saying about success and the secret, including the secret to success, as discounting the impact of your upbringing or your environment or your circumstances, even your body, your looks, your health, your IQ, all things that have come up recently in conversation. Some of us do have it harder than others. And I think it's important to honor that fact in reality. Now, that being said, shout out to Kathleen, who it says has been a member for six months and says the possibilities. Oh, are we going to talk about the possibilities? So thank you for mentioning that. That being said, what we care about today is what we can do with what we have got. Now, in philosophy, who needs it? Ayn Rand makes mention of the old computer programmer's expression, G-I-G-O or, or G-I-G-O. I call it gold in, gold out. And it is more broadly and profoundly true than I realized back when I was studying computer programming. Uh, assembly language, COBOL, Pascal, you know, all the hip languages way back in college. Some prefer the original expression, garbage in, garbage out. Well, to each their own, the shoe fits, you know, all that. I say gold in, gold out. You know, we all know you are what you eat. You know, eat junk food daily and indiscriminately, and you will look and feel like uh, junk. Eat quality foods, deliberately chosen and consciously consumed, and food becomes pleasure and enrichment, an asset and an ally. 
spiritually, too. You are what you consume. The art and film and music you consume shapes and reinforces your own sense of life, your sense of what kind of world this is and your place in it, what's what's possible, what really matters. View and watch and listen to works which affirm your own worst view of the world and what is possible to you within this kind of world. And those aspects of your spirit will be reinforced. Take in art and movies and music which reminds you of the best of what the world has to offer and the best of your own potential. What's open to you, what you can have and be. And that's what you will experience in your spirit, in your sense of life, your view of the world. Psychologically, you are what you engage with, your surroundings, the living spaces you choose, the job you take, the work that you do, the relationships you form, how you spend your time with your people, and the news that you focus on, the activism in which you engage, the rationality or irrationality that you experience within your chosen spheres of activity. This all strengthens or weakens your psychological health. The secret is that in any given moment and across the span of your lifetime, you choose your purposes, what you will focus on, what you will think about, and what you will then take action on. And consequently, you choose your state of mind your view of the world, and ultimately your outcomes, your success, your happiness. The law of attraction is bunk. But the kernel of truth, which makes the notion so compelling, not just to fools, but to many very intelligent and very successful people, the kernel of truth is that you do have free will. You choose. And the manner in which you exercise your will is the deciding factor, more so, more so the deciding factor than your upbringing or your environment or your circumstances, even your body, your looks, your health, your IQ. Purpose, your intentions, that is the real secret. Your free will, your choice in any given moment to think or not, and to think about this versus that to identify what's real and what's right, and to take action, to do what you want to do, what you really want. That is the means of achieving your purposes. And a unifying central purpose provides a context, a framework, an identity in which to make all of your choices and take all of your actions. Now, for more on what that looks like in reality, I spoke to James earlier and I recommended, and I still recommend, everything that Jean Maroney has done on purpose, including her recent interview with Harry Binswanger on HBTV on this channel. But also, and for a bit of fun, I recommend a particularly good episode of The Tim Ferriss Show. Goes back a ways now, but the link is in my show notes with guest Kevin Hart. Yes, the comedian, the actor, on the unstoppable combination of positivity and relentless improvement. Ferris and Hart discuss Hart's audiobook, The Decision, 
overcoming today's BS for tomorrow's success. Spoiler alert, in my own words, the decision, what Kevin Hart calls the decision, this is free will. This is the decision to focus. The decision is your choice in any given moment, whether to focus, what to focus on, and what to do about it. Great show. You should give that a listen. There's another woo notion, which I believe is simultaneously a true and important identification. Too many of us spend a lifetime looking for heaven or paradise or nirvana, never realizing that if we would stop, stop and look around, we'd realize we're already there. Okay, taken literally, yeah, that that that's kind of woo. But uh, yes, you can imagine, say, this world, but with no taxes and no annoying neighbors and no irrational coworkers and no threats and no evils and no irrationality and none of your own faults or shortcomings or failings, if you have any. But 90% of what you want from such a world, an ideal world, an objectivist world, paradise, most of what you want from such a world, you already have. No, you might not live on a beach and you might have to spend a lot of time doing things you don't want to do. But the opportunity to create and produce, to reach out and engage, to make friends and celebrate love, to play and fight and wrestle and win and lose and play again. And the opportunity to dance and sing. 90%, maybe 97% of everything we want, we already have. Huge shout out, super chat from Kathleen, in with five pounds and says, yep, you just got to go for it. Dust yourself off and keep getting up and on with it. Wherever you are in life, you'll keep getting better, stronger. Love that, Kathleen. That is exactly right. Now, what about that remaining 10%, that 3%, the things that we think makes this a terrible life or a terrible world? Okay. Let's fix that. Let's work on that. Absolutely. We have a super chat from Adherent of Lady Columbia. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of love that Columbia is associated with the United States and Victoria is associated with the UK. It makes for some great metaphors and great aphorisms. And Adherent of Lady Columbia, and I don't know if that's uh, religious or patriotic or something else altogether, but for $5 says, if people want to experience heaven, I recommend going to Glacier National Park and experience the raw beauty of reality and the laws of nature. <laughs> that is outstanding advice. So yes, with the remaining 10% or 3% that is not ideal in life, of course it stands out, comes to the fore, just like only bad news is news, because for the 99% of things that go well or go right all the time, there's nothing you've got to do. It's the evils we face, or at least the challenges we face, that we've got to do something about. 
the secret. The secret is purpose. The so-called law of attraction, you change your focus and the right things come to you. The law of attraction is having a central purpose, an integrated purpose, a purpose to which you apply all of your actions. Even your vacations from your purpose are oriented around that central purpose. The means is integrity. The means is to live your truth, your ideas, your philosophy. Live your ideas. Be who you are. If I were to sum up objectivism in four words or less, it would be this. Think rationally. Act accordingly. That's what every great man and woman has done. Whether they were objectivists or just very, very good, rational, ambitious, successful people. Realize this, most of the people who have ever lived, including many of your favorite scientists or artists or actors or actresses or musicians or sports stars, the vast majority of them have not been objectivists. They would be well-served to have a consistent rational philosophy. But the point is, they think rationally and act accordingly, at least to the extent it takes to achieve greatness. That's what every great man and woman has done, whether they were objectivists or just very good, rational, ambitious, successful people, and even some scoundrels who nonetheless focused on their purpose and took focused, purposeful, concentrated, devoted action. Purpose is the secret. Purpose. And we deserve no less. You deserve no less. That's the secret. The secret to a big, bold, effective, successful, passionate, happy life on earth.